Razzmatazz's people. I've always consumed more liquids than solids. This probably has to do with me being a sci-fi nerd. I'm constantly striving toward that future where human beings have transcended food entirely, having moved on to nutritional supplements, which could provide sustenance more efficiently than food ever could. Probably via either a pill or a paste-like substance. A soylent of some kind, perhaps. Possibly green in color. A liquid diet is a step in that direction. The earliest and most obvious example of my leanings towards liquids was when I was four years old and I saw my mother making a smoothie to take to work. I saw her pour that thick drink into a mason jar, Rafferty's love mason jars, and decided I wanted a smoothie too. But since hers was all healthy and full of gross grown-up stuff and I was four years old, I insisted that she let me pick out my own ingredients. I actually don't remember what I had her put in it, but I do remember that it was very brown, and about a quarter mile into the morning car ride, I vomited out the passenger side window. A variety of other non-vomit-inducing beverages shaped my childhood. Were it not for V8, I wouldn't have had any form of vegetables until I was in my 20s. Were it not for all the whole milk I consumed growing up, I wouldn't have the strong bones I have today. Flintstone vitamins be damned. Were it not for all the NASA-approved tang I drank, I might have developed scurvy. 90% of my FDA-recommended red number 40 came from Gogurt, which isn't a liquid per se, but it's pretty goddamn close. In all my years of delirious late-night television watching, the only thing that was ever actually purchased as a result of infomercial watching was a juicer, although I must say the spray-on hair was mighty tempting. Point is, even before there was a juicer in the Rafferty household, I drank a lot of liquids. But all this liquid consumption hasn't been sunshine and fluffy bunnies the whole time. There have been rain clouds along the way. And, uh, what's the opposite of fluffy bunnies? Mangy raccoons? Wet badgers? Moving on. In the fall of 2004, the folks over at the Pepsi Corporation released Mountain Dew Pitch Black. This was back before their annual Dewmocracy campaign started, where the consumers chose the new Mountain Dew flavor. This was in the do-tatorship days. The dark cloud of national douchealism loomed. But really, douchealism brought us the delicious grapeness of pitch black, so it couldn't have been all bad. Anyway, usually when adults get hooked on caffeine, it's in the form of coffee, but not me. No, for me it was pitch black. I was addicted. Like, properly addicted. Like, a can a day. At least. Unfortunately, my addiction had a expiration date. Pitch Black was a special, limited-edition flavor released for Halloween. As such, I stocked up, buying case after case wherever I could find it. But as much as I tried to deny it, Pitch Black was not long for this world. A year later, they reincarnated it as Pitch Black 2 Sour Grape, but it just wasn't the same. The sequel never is. The whole Pitch Black incident was really just a rehash of the Raspberry Kool-Aid incident of the early 90s. As you may recall, in the 90s, everything had to be fluorescent and have the capability to change colors depending on the temperature. T-shirts, matchbox cars, spray-on hair, everything, including Kool-Aid. So when Kool-Aid released the color-changing Incrediberry, some other flavor had to go. And Raspberry Kool-Aid took the fall. The best flavor ever. I'm pretty sure Incrediberry isn't even a real berry, and even if it is, it certainly doesn't change color when you drink it. Ah. 
Given this history I have of drinks I love being discontinued, I'm now worried about my latest obsession, Jamba Juice. I had heard of Jamba Juice some time ago, but until I moved to New York City, I was somewhat skeptical of the franchise's actual existence. That's a stupid name, I thought. And, well, I still do. But goddamn, is it delicious. I'm usually there about once a week, particularly in these ball-sweatingly hot New York summers when you really don't want to eat anything at all because the mere act of chewing generates undue friction, thus producing heat, thus ultimately bringing about more ball sweat. Sorry, got a little graphic there. Anyway, recently I've become concerned for my dear Jamba's future. They're losing money and they've shuttered a few locations here in New York. What will I do without my chunky strawberry topper with my immunity boost? My gods. I think the problem is the Jamba folks at Jamba HQ have been losing Jamba focus. They've been diversifying and introducing more and more solid foods into their Jamba menu. Jamba pretzels, Jamba muffins, and most recently, Jamba pizza. Sure, they call it California flatbread, but it's bread covered with cheese and toppings, also known as pizza. I want to say, damn it, Jamba, you're going in the wrong direction. Solid foods are the past. Keep pushing forward. But apparently they are not as forward-thinking as I once believed. Do not go quietly into the night, my dear Jamba. I don't know what I'll move on to if Jamba Juice gives up the ghost. I suppose there is a glimmer of hope in my old space-age friend Tang. This year for my birthday, one of my friends brought back a selection of Tang flavors from Costa Rica. Strawberry, Tamarindo, Jamaica, Horchata. Easily the best present of the year. Whenever I mix up a new batch, it harkens back to a simpler time. A grosser, sugarier, artificialier time. Bah, who am I kidding? Tang won't do. And the do won't do either. Democracy be damned. Democracy is a flawed system. As for Kool-Aid Man, he refuses to break through any of the walls in my apartment because they're not made of brick. Perhaps it's time I revisited Mom's smoothie recipe. Maybe I won't include Velveeta and Doritos this time.